Thriving in today's fast-paced world of change and disruption requires innovation. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that explores the ins and outs of innovation with raw stories, real insights, and practical advice from the best and brightest in the world of startups and innovation. Each week, we'll bring you the latest ideas in lean startup, design thinking, corporate venture capital, and more. Now, let's get started. All right, we're back again with another great episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Brian, good to have you back on the show. It's nice to be here. We're great to have a, a spectacular guest, an international guest this time to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, and, and how we found this particular guest was quite interesting. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, you know, maybe even, I think it was just towards the end of April, uh, a colleague of ours said, you guys have to read this article. And what it was, was a, a, an article written by a gentleman named Daniele Dondi, uh, who's the co-founder of the ING Innovation Studio. So big ING financial group uh, and, and their specific efforts that they're doing to have an accelerator with an ING. And what was most fascinating is we see a lot of articles that are written out there about how to do corporate innovation. But Daniele's was, was really special because he actually called out some of those kind of elephant in the room types of things that I think happen at corporate accelerators. If you want to Google it, it's, uh, the title was Four Controversial Learnings After Setting Up a Corporate Accelerator. So with that, I think we're going to get into an interview with Dante. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've just reached out to him and said, hey, uh, we <laughs> want to know a little bit more behind this. And so uh, let's get into an interview with him. Daniele, welcome to the Inside Outside Innovation Podcast. Hi, guys, and it's a pleasure to be here with uh, you today. Excellent. Now, uh, we are keeping you up a little bit late there. Uh, did you say you're in Spain now? I'm in Spain. It's 8 o'clock, actually. It's just after siesta time here, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's absolutely not, not late. Oh, no it's more. not late at all. You're just, <laughs> you're just thinking about maybe going out and having dinner right now? Yeah, I have to change completely my habit. You don't have dinner here before 10 o'clock in the, in the evening. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that we can be your, 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 your aperitivo. Aperitivo, right? let's say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Well, Daniele, again, thank you so much for joining us. Really, uh, maybe to set the stage, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the ING Innovation Studio and how it got started? Yeah, of course. So the ING Innovation Studio, it's actually um, a corporate accelerator. And when you think about corporate accelerator, you usually think about uh, accelerating startups or uh, internal teams, meaning internal projects. The Innovation Studio, it's a mix, meaning that for six months, we accelerate uh, three internal teams, so three internal uh, ideas of ING uh, run by ING employees and three external startups. We put them together in the in the same environment for six months. We accelerate them, and we hope that at the end of the six months, the free internal ING project will be successful new service and solution. And out of the free startups, we can have uh, uh, hopefully free proof of concept uh, with uh, different business unit of of ING around the world. That's that's fascinating. Uh, did did you study someone else to come up with that kind of combined internal external model, or how did you how did you arrive on that? I I had a trip in Philadelphia and uh, um, I heard of the concept of the Innovation Studio two years ago, and uh, what they did they were mixing external accelerator 
um, with one internal team. So imagine an accelerator with uh, nine startups and one internal teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, we thought about that's an interesting concept, but how can we make sure that we can teach more of lean started methodologies to our uh, our own employees and then we came out with this 50/50 models which is uh, which is quite interesting to, to to be honest many learnings many things mm-hmm. that we should change but um, so far so good i have to, i have to say we accelerated four startups and we have uh, uh, four pilots so it's uh, 100 100% which is uh, an amazing rate mm-hmm. and of course not not all of this pilot would be successful but at least we found four business units that want to you know try out uh, with solution given for, from external startups and uh, out of the four internal projects i think that three are still alive so Great. it's a model that looks like it's working but it's way too early to actually judge <laughs> sure exactly so one of the things that i noticed in the article you talked about was the the time frame that you use for the accelerator a lot of the accelerators out there where there's tech stars or others are kind of 90 day short sprints um, it sounded like, based on the article, that you had a, a slightly longer time frame, and one of your findings about the time frame was a little bit controversial. Can you talk a little bit about why and how you came up with the time frame of acceleration for the internal and external teams? Yeah, so talking to many accel- accelerators, they told us, you know, uh, usually the accelerator is really a moment where teams uh, work day of day of night, and usually it's 90 days. We talked to um, Start Boot Camp. I thought, and they say, you know, it's 90 days, but for startups that, that have a, a B2B approach, 90 days, it's a little bit too short. So we give them one extra, one extra month. And then, and then we thought, okay, but we are a bank, we have an internal procedure, we have, uh, uh, we call it the Fab Four, which is uh, risk, uh, compliance, uh, you know, <laughs> branding, uh, and op- operations. So, uh, let's have a conservative approach. Let's double it. Let's say in six months we should actually be able to to create something, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw something something very very funny. And I saw that in the last three weeks of the cycle, pretty much all the teams made more progress than in the previous <laughs> three months. Right? <laughs> and then and then and then I thought, wow, that's uh, you know that's really a, a speed boost. Which um, you know, you think it's funny, but it's actually a, a very, very, very you know uh, old uh, approach. Meaning that uh, when you see the end, then you get uh, the sense of urgencies that you don't see at the start. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was uh, one high opener. Say you know, if you make a cycle longer, does not mean that the team will go faster, and does not mean that they will achieve more result. Interesting. So, Daniele, knowing what you know now, uh, what would you do differently, or, or what's going to be your advice for how they run the next cycle? I think that the clear key element here is that the teams needs to feel the sense of urgency. So, even if we might decide not to shorten the time frame, we will for sure put some uh, stage gate evaluation moment in be- in between that are seen as an intermediate demo day. And uh, we hope that with that model, that uh, uh, team will go faster and have the sense of urgency uh, through all the cycle. Having said that, most probably instead of, instead of six months, will be a little, a little, a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you learned 
the internal versus external teams? Were there different styles or different ways that they interacted or, or uh, different learnings based on the fact that they were either internal or external teams? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you always say that the most important uh, element in the project is the quality of the team, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this is this is not new to us as 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 well. We've seen tremendous entrepreneurial spirit from the entrepreneurs, so from the from this from this from the startup, while the internal teams, even if we selected the most uh, entrepreneurial employees of, 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 IG, of ING, they still were a little bit more risk adverse than, uh, than uh, the other, meaning a little bit more skeptical in experimenting with real customer, even without a clear uh, product or even without a clear value proposition. You know, I think one of the things uh, corporations routinely ask us is, who should we put on those uh, internal project teams like that? Whether they're going through an accelerator or working through their own innovation lab or hub, did you see were, were there certain positions or types of people uh, within ING that seem to work better than others? Talking about controversials, uh, you know, 80% <laughs> of the internal em- uh, employees that came to join the accelerator they came from the risk department. <laughs> so, but there is, I think that, 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 that there is a reason there. That you see, let's be honest, everybody wants to work on something exciting. Mm-hmm. Right? And the opportunity to join an accelerator for six months, uh, you know, gives this uh, hope of being the next CEO of, uh, of Facebook, you know. <laughs> so we have seen that many, many, many people that uh, were doing job a little bit more conservative, they wanted to try something different. Mm-hmm. On a more uh, you know, uh, conservative level, I would say that uh, it's also important to select people that are not too worried about following the classical career step. Mm-hmm. Because when you join an accelerator of six months, you step in a period of high uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen after all. So you need to make sure that you select people that will not spend the last two or three months protecting their their job, rather people that really want to, you know, learn new things and and grow and are not worried about what their next position will will uh, will be. And it's not that easy to find these people before actually you start this the cycle. You, you specifically highlighted that I think in the article too that when those employees uh, finished the cycle, that some of them were less than excited to go back to their original positions because they feared, and this is your words, the loss of the freedom and the empowerment that they experienced in the accelerator. Yeah. Uh, did, did all of those people, were they integrated back into the company or, or, or what could be done, I guess, to make that a little bit smoother transition? Yeah, I think that we need to be realistic that not all people joining an accelerator will continue working on their project. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the rules of the game is, needs to be clear before. And that's, I think, a little bit the mistakes that we did. We said at the beginning, after the six months, it's if your project will be successful, then you can continue. Otherwise, don't worry. You have uh, uh, still your old job that is uh, that that is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to minimize the downside, if mm-hmm. you want. What we have seen is that people really want to maximize the upside. So um, so many of them were asking that, okay, but 
can I really work? Can I really be the responsible or or the lead of the project? Or you will assign someone else and and I will support. And we were not really ready to answer all these questions. So I think that the main element is make sure that you have an exit strategy for the for the person that joined the team uh, before the start of the cycle, so they can really understand what they need to do and what will happen. Um, after the six months or the of or um, the five months. Well, that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Special thanks to our guests for being on the show this week. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please do reach out and uh, talk to us on Twitter at the IO Podcast. Uh, visit us online at, at uh, InsideOutside.io. And uh, if you have 30 seconds, go over to iTunes, uh, leave a review, and you can subscribe there as well. We'd love to hear from you, and until next time, go out and innovate.